cliffcentral.com. All right, let's get to Rich Mulholland. Good morning, Rich. How are you? Top of the morning. I'm really good. Excellent. Um, I, I got a message from Rich yesterday. He said that there was a clip on CNN that he really wants to talk about. Should we go straight into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this is the clip on CNN, and then we'll get Rich's comments afterwards. So it's a, a sports discussion, I think. Um, there was an ESPN host who was fired over a supremacist remark. And Clay Travis from Fox Sports Radio starts. There's a, there's a female host of CNN. There's another guy who comes in who chimes in. And then there's this guy, Clay Travis. This is him now. I think that's a bad move. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. I believe in only two things completely, the First Amendment and boobs. And so once they made the decision that they were Wait, not going to say allow a you conservative non-sports-related and... commentary, they Wait, couldn't hold on, do it hold on, either. Hold on. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly as a woman anchoring the show. Did you say, what did you just say? You yeah. believe in the First Amendment and BWBS? Boobs. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history, the First Amendment and boobs. So those are the only two things I believe in absolutely in the country. And so I don't think Jamel Hill should be fired, but I do think straight up that once you make the decision that you are going to let Kurt Schill know that you have to also make the decision that you're going to let Jamel Hill go. I think that's a bad decision. I think ESPN has made bad decisions that have led to 13 million subscribers bailing on the network. They've made bad decisions that have led to ratings collapsing. Jamel Hill's television show is collapsing. Ratings were down 20% last week over last year. I think that's why she's angry. I think that's why she went after Donald Trump. She's begging for ESPN to fire her so she can work somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Um... Keith, what do you think? Right, listen, listen I, I'm, I'm astonished at almost everything I just heard. Um, one, of the, one of the things that, and Jamel's a personal friend, not just, not just a colleague, but a personal friend. One of the things that Jamel's had to deal with her entire career and many women who I'm friends with in this business and have been friends with in this business for a long time is sexism, blatant sexism, comments about her appearance, comments about, uh, about her racially, comments about her inability or perceived inability to be able to comment on sports because of, because of her gender. For, so for somebody to come on CNN and to say something like the only thing I believe in in a discussion I'm about just, something I'm substance, still there too, and I just want to make sure it, I'm hearing you correctly. B-O-O-Z-E or B-O-O-B-S. Because yeah. as a woman, I'm, I'm, I'm... As in boobs. I believe completely in the First Amendment and in boobs. Those are the only two things I believe 100% in in this country. And by the way, Jamel has absolutely nothing here, to do with her background CNN, at all. He immediately, did you notice that? He went straight to that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely I, right. I, I, did go, guys, I did go straight to that. Why would you because even it, say that live on national... T- all right, so there it is. I think that's a bad move. Wow. What do you think of that, Rich? <laughs> so what I think is uh, quite funny is people's reactions to it. There's people saying this is the single most sexist thing that anyone has ever said. I want to first of all get out here that saying that you like boobs is not sexist. It's a pure observation. I am a straight male. I love boobs. In the morning, I kiss my wife good morning. I give her one on the lips and then one on each boob. You know, just I don't want to leave one out. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a that. beautiful thing. 
And, and it's not a bad thing. It's not sexist observing. Now, he didn't say, he didn't turn around to the anchor and say, you know, I believe in the First Amendment and you're great boobs. He didn't make it about her. He made a general statement. But what I think was genius and what I think people are missing is that Jamel Hill went on and said that Trump is the most ignorant, offensive president of my lifetime. And he's a direct, direct result of white supremacists. And they went on to say that he is a white supremacist who has surrounded himself with other white supremacists. The White House then got very upset about this and said, what is an ESPN anchor doing um, weighing in on on these kind of things? He complained to ESPN and called for her to be fired. So this guy, Clay, comes on. And now he is – it's important to note that Clay Travis is from Fox. So in American kind of television and broadcasting, Fox is basically your Republican uh a radio or a television station and CNN is your Democrat. And so they have very, very different politics. And, and at, on that TV show, they're basically saying that they believe that Jamel, um, Hill should have her, you know, rights to the First Amendment observed. So if she wants to get on there and talk about, uh, Trump being a, fright, a white supremacist, that is entirely her right and privilege. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes on and he says, I believe in the First Amendment in boobs. Mm-hmm. And then they want to shut him down because how dare he have um, acknowledge his right to, to the First Amendment, which is free speech. What he's really when it doing, comes to saying is, something. This is so clever. He's, he's actually trapping them into their own round circular argument. Um, he, he's forcing them to acknowledge that they aren't free speech people. And while they want to stand up for her free speech, they don't want to stand up for his. Right. Because it offends them. Yeah. Because saying somebody is a white supremacist is not offensive. Saying that you like boobs is, which is actually quite ridiculous because one is a character attack on a human being and the other is an observation and statement of fact. So, in other words, these two on the CNN show have just proven that Clay Travis is smarter than them and that they're easily – um, riled and they're sensitive and, and that they, they can be thrown off an argument. They can lose their minds about a comment like boobs because it offends them immediately. They can be derailed and, uh, and he wins the argument by just by bringing that in. But he wins on another front as well. So first of all, he says this fairly often. This is like a bit of a catchphrase of his. And, um, he has t-shirts that he sells and he, that say, I believe in the first amendment and boobs and all proceeds go to, uh, breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's quite funny because he says he does it to intentionally rile, um, <laughs> left wing liberals because on one side they don't want to say boobs, but on the other side they really want to help breast cancer. And he says he finds the irony amusing. Um, and I've got to be honest. So do I. You can't have it both ways. We need to, to decide. Either we want to be about free speech or we're not. And either we want to say that, I mean, and we can disagree that he said it, but we cannot disagree that he should be allowed to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, my friend Craig Rodney, who originally posted, that was one of his big points. You know, he doesn't agree with it. He said he fundamentally disagrees um, with what the guy said. Which even I, I kind of don't quite understand, but I get it. But he says he completely agrees with his right to say it. You know, yeah. like um, you've got to be allowed to say these things, especially in a discussion around free speech. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what this – to me, it's a storm in the teacup. I mean, if someone came onto my show and said that they – and by the way, the First Amendment is the free speech amendment, which means that you're allowed free expression. Uh, it, yes. it, almost, it almost is unnecessary, but it, it emphasizes the point – 
to say uh, I like boobs. I, these are the two things. I, because what he's really doing is testing the First Amendment in front of right. everybody. Yeah. I, but, and and so, I, I came onto your show and did say I like boobs. And Mabs is there and I have great respect for her. And I meant, you know, it's, it wasn't a, it's not an attack on a woman. Yeah. It's an observation. But I thought see, he, his choice was actually pretty smart in the way he did it. I don't think it went without thought. But again, this is, this exposes the stupidity of the left in so many ways. The, whenever you bring up women's rights, they're all over it. Um, and yes, clearly we, uh, you know, women's rights are hugely important and there's sexism and there's the patriarchy and all this stuff. But then you point out the Middle East to them and you point out a country like Saudi Arabia and they don't think that that should be priority number one in a world where, or, or let's say, um, women who have, Absolutely. women who have clitoridectomies in, in Somalia, that's not a big deal to them. But, you know, the glass ceiling at work is hugely offensive. And, and there's just no idea of this false equivalence thing seems to be coming up this morning. Maybe it's a thing that, that we need to pay attention to. But there's an issue. Here's this one woman who talks about Donald Trump is a white supremacist. No offense caused to the left with that comment. Huge offense called with, caused with boobs. Right. And I think the one little thing that, that I'd want, almost want to leave us with this week is my personal challenge to people this week is no matter what makes you angry, before you hit share, just do the slightest bit of research to find the context. Because when you look back at what this guy said, whether you disagree with how he said it, you can understand that what he's doing is proving a point about free speech and free expression. And with the tiniest bit of research, some of your up outrage may have been less placed. However, with, um, you know, if, if you're not going to do that, I don't think you should be fueling the fire just because um, people you agree with are. You know, on the other side, I get, I, you know, Roman and, and Jonathan, I, I, I often will challenge them as well, even though they're slightly more politically aligned with me. In that, um, I'll often challenge them because I feel that they are just take everything on the, on the flip side. This is not just liberals. This is anybody on the edges. Yeah, needs I, to stop and think before they share. I, I, I got upset last night. I was watching Carte Blanche, which I try not to do because it just depresses me on a Sunday, but they do some really good work. <laughs> and, and they had a story. I'm probably going to get into trouble for this, but let's talk about it anyway. Okay. So they, they have, they interview this family. Where the mother and the father are blind, the mother is completely blind, the father has macular degeneration, so he can't see and she can't see. She also has a genetic condition where there's a 50% likelihood that if she has a child, the child will be completely deaf. And then she, she decides with her husband they're going to have three children. Two of the children are completely deaf. The third child can see and can hear perfectly. Okay. But... Carte Blanche make this a story about inspiring people who are beating all odds. And I'm thinking, and I, I know this is not my place because I'm not involved in their decision whether or not to reproduce or not. But it would seem to me like it's a very irresponsible, very cruel thing to do to a child you haven't yet made. To decide to make them in, in, in the event that they might have a 50% chance of being totally deaf. It seems to me a cruel thing an unnecessary thing for someone to do and yet the, the the way it's presented on television it's this inspiring story about this family if you tell me and i don't have a child if you tell me there's a 50 percent chance 
that if you do have a child, Gareth, it's going to be born deaf or blind. I'm not going to do it. That's the responsible thing in my mind to do. It's presented on television as this thing that we should all be celebrating. Here's this family where the two parents are blind, the children are both deaf. It's insane. Gareth, I'm also I'm fairly certain, though, if you ask the average blind person if they'd rather their parents shagged or not, I'm still pretty happy that most of them, I'm still pretty sure that most of them would want to be here, though. No, I get that. But, Rich, it, it seems to me like if you knew that your kid was going to be born with some kind of, of, of major challenge in life, and you still go ahead and do it, and the kid has no, the kid doesn't have a say in this, by the way. You know, you make a child, you don't know. And, and, and the difficulties of raising a kid when you're blind, you're a blind couple, mm-hmm. that's already part one. The child is deaf, that's part two. You knew this before you had the kid is part three. Yeah. It just seems to me like it's, it's a cruel thing to do. Am I wrong? I think. Am I, I so well, insensitive? I Am I, I so insensitive that I see this as a mathematical, uh, that I see this as a, as a, as a decision, a responsibility and accountability decision? Were they wealthy? No. Because I was wondering, you know, how you would feel. Who has a bigger challenge in life? A wealthy, a wealthy blind person or an, a normal poor person brought up in a squatter camp? Because if we, if we don't want to have children based on the challenges they may face, then, you know, you have to be very careful. Like at that point, when does it become that, well, then poor people, you know, wow. they're going to have a really challenged life. Mm. Their parents are, you know, uh, not doing well. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to have children. And that becomes a, like a very tricky line. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great area because then what you're venturing into is some people are more allowed to have children than others. Right. But then who, and that's super tricky. Who is the person that gets to make the decision of who's allowed to versus others? Because that is not it's, something it's that not, you'll be able to control. It's not me. There's also levels to that. I mean, two, you can have two kids or whatever. Why having seven or eight kids? I don't know, Ben, but. See, because like there's levels know. to this debate too. You know, this is such an interesting area to go because people get super sensitive, right? I mean, the one thing you always it's have a right popular. to do, no matter what happens, is you have a right to breed. You have a right to make kids. And uh, that seems almost human nature. That seems like the reason we're here is to make more of ourselves, right? Well, that's 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 how people have been conditioned. Hmm. That's why you have men walking around speaking about spreading their fucking seed all over the place. Well, in this case, it was the man and the woman, and they decided they were going to have kids, and that's their decision. All I'm saying is that there are a lot of people, poor, rich, blind, deaf, people with genetic conditions that they might give their children. I just think you've got to really, like you said, Rich, in a situation where you're going to share something, do a bit of research. In a situation where you're going to make a whole human being, do a bit of research. It's the least you can do, you know? Anyway, all right. Uh, thank you, Rich. I think that clip was uh, very illustrative of the problem in, in sort of leftist media and also among people who are easily offended all the time. Um, we'll chat to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Cool. Thanks. I kind of, I think I derailed his point there with, with mine. Rich was trying to make a very specific point, and I brought up this thing I saw last night. It just really upset me because hmm. these kids needed like 600,000 Rand equipment then to be able to hear. And the whole show was really about 600,000 rand. Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. Jeez. I think it's great that these uh, these two little deaf kids can now hear. There's essentially this machine that they attach to them and that allows them to to hear sound for the first time. It's terrific.
The parents couldn't afford this. They needed a donation in order to make this happen. But during this story, the, the piece that it seems everybody else missed and that bothered me so much is that the mother knew and the father knew before they had the kids that they could have been born 50%. That's betting on black or red in the casino. Mm. And you take that gamble with your kid's life and then three kids, two of them are deaf? Doesn't seem right to me. Like I really, I, I don't think that's right. For what it's worth. And I'm not going to go around and sterilize people. Mm. And I'm not saying I'm the one who gets to decide. But as a parent, you should be the one thinking this through really carefully. You need, you want a kid that badly? Adopt a kid. How about that? There are lots of kids out there that don't have love, that don't have parents. If this isn't about you, adopt a kid. It's about them though, Gareth. It's about their genetic material living through their kids. Yeah. All right, I'm going to leave it alone too. It's none of my business. Somebody donated this stuff. Good for them too. And I hope those parents and their kids grow up and they're happy. I mean, I, I hope that they're a happy family. Who wouldn't wish that for them? Hmm. But it got me thinking last night, and it really, it it it, it, it bothered me. I was like, the, "You're a really irresponsible person." Cliffcentral.com.